It's time for JT the Brick. But I'm a sports talk host. I talk about multiple topics. Vegas, baby, Vegas. Bill Foley gets what I do. And Mark Davis gets what I do. I bring passion and energy for every second I'm on the radio. We're going big today. You, the Raider Nation, have an opinion. Sound off like you got a pair. I can't get you much more than that. JT the Brick. But let me repeat that again. The Jelly Ellis era of this team is coming to an end. We need guys who are faster, in better shape, who can attack the football. Man, I never envisioned you'd be sitting next to me as that ridiculously obnoxious, aggressive openings play. He gets what I do. Genius! We want you to win. You can help my life by winning and making my life better. We've lost that sense from a pocket of fans. You got that? I think you all get that. And now, I love it. Here's JT the Brick. Oh, it is not JT the Brick. He will be back tomorrow. It is Doug Douglas filling in along with Greg Salerno. But we got Bobby here, so all is right in the Raider Nation world. I will say this. I'm going to say this right away. I think I told Bobby. I'm not sure I told Greg or one of the other. Yesterday I'm eating and I bit my tongue. I've done that too. On the side of my tongue. Oh, mine was in the front. Right, I've done the front before. This is the first time I go, how does that even happen? How yeah. after... Are you missing a molar or something back there? No. Huh. But it's so, if I sound a little slurry or anything, it's from yeah. uh, a swollen tongue. Mine I, was... Yeah, the, yeah. It looks Bobby's mine, like, sure. Mine's in the front. looks like a canker sore. You want to see it? Look. Ooh. See? Here, can you see mine on the that side? Looks like I have a disease. Okay, yours is gross. <laughs> we got there. We go. So all the, right, show the oral checking is happening. <laughs> all right, JT, the break. This will probably be the last time we're ever on the show. I would not blame anybody on that. But we do have a big show. A lot of Raiders content coming up. We will go out to Raiders HQ. Eddie Pascal from the Raiders. Of course, you hear him all the time on upon further review, which we play here. It's on getting this so exciting how close uh, the football is. It really man. is. Oh man, I want to ask him tomorrow. It's, we may not break hundred degrees. But they're kind of yeah. happy. Of you know, the last two weeks, the only reason I know this is because I happen to see it online. The last two weeks are the hottest two weeks in Vegas history. Yeah, Vegas history. It, <laughs> it, it was hot. It was hot, 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 but not as hot as this show. Because then at 1 o'clock, uh, offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi talked earlier today. We'll play that press conference. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, baseball, trading deadlines later on, et cetera, et cetera. And who knows what else? Mm. I do, but I'm not telling. That's called suspense. Oh, and we'll qualify someone for the summer of fun, too. So we'll get all that. But we want to start out with some sports stuff, but also some Vegas things. And I want uh, Greg's opinion on something, if I have a right to be mad. But let's start out with, I, you know what, this is kind of interesting, but I'm going to start out with a read because I was here on Friday. I went to Katy Perry. On Friday, because my wife kind of, you know, I don't know Katy Perry. I mean, I think I know two songs or something. I'd like to know Katy Perry. Uh, let me tell you something. I am, I mean, Bobby knows I'm Iron Maiden, I'm Metallica, and that kind of thing. She put on a great show over yeah. at Resort World. I was stunned. Dude, her cans, and I mean headphones, that's what they call them in the business. Yeah, they do call them. Uh, best, in the, best, best I've seen in a while. It was, it was amazing. It was good. The stage production was fun. And the reason why I bring that up is... Because beforehand, of course, I've filled in for JT a few times, and I've read this read that I'm going to read right now, introducing the brand-new Golden Monkey Tiki Lounge at Resort World. It's the ultimate tropical getaway. Enjoy the delicious island-inspired cocktails and soak up the lively atmosphere. Local special, buy one, get one free, every night from 8 p.m. to midnight. Well, I was at Katy Perry during that time, so I went earlier. Check out the new Golden Monkey Tiki Lounge and experience the ultimate tropical getaway located near the Hilton Lobby. 
Also, be sure to download the Resort World's Las Vegas sports betting app to place your bets anywhere in Nevada. So anyway, that Golden Monkey Tiki Lounge, I went because what JT was reading and what I read. Well, that sounds like a Doug place if I've ever heard of a Doug place. It really does. And I'm going to tell you what I got. I got the Jungle Bird (laughs) and (laughs) the drink. But they come in. They come in. Cool glasses, the uh, cocktail now, how servers. How big is this glass? Uh, well, it was it was a normal size glass. My uh, wife like a, got like a, a fire glass, dancer. Or? She got a fire dancer, which was like a tiki glass. It was yeah. about like a, like a I don't know, maybe eight inches tall or okay. something. Yeah, she got the fire dancer. I got the jungle bird. My jungle bird was served in probably one of the more sedate things that I saw drinks being served. Like uh, I'm not an expert. I don't know. It was. I mean, what, like a mug? Like a no, pint mine glass? wasn't a mug. Like, mine was like a, what you would do, like a, a whiskey out of almost, I would guess. Oh, like a highball glass. Yeah. Really? That's what I'm guessing. I, I could be wrong. How much like does I that said, cost? I don't remember. Oh, all right. I had been drinking by then. Yeah. <laughs> I was already, fine. I was already, uh, already having a lot of fun. But the point being was, had a great time. The cocktail servers were great. <laughs> Ours looked a were lot they, like Katy Perry, I so I say, joked with were, her. I said, "Were they also wearing headphones?" <laughs> they were. Their, their headphones uh, were attached to, and uh, it, it was a fun time. But I just wanted to you, to read what was in this one because right. I don't know anything. You know, I mean, I like rum and all this kind of stuff. And so my Jungle Bird right. had Bacardi Black Rum, Campari Lime, Pineapple, and Demerana. That sounds delicious. Because because something made it, she even said, she goes, it's a little bitter, which I like. I don't like overly sweet drinks. Right. It was great. The Firebird, oh, sorry, Fire Dancer, oh, fire uh, was a little hot. She, The waitress said to my wife. Hot uh, as and spicy? Yeah. It has uh, Patron Raspado, Tantero Habanero Tequila, and spicy mango syrup and lime. That sounds kind of like a uh, margarita of sorts. There you go. It is margarita month, the last day of margarita month. Oh, wow. So there you go. But anyway, Katy Perry, uh, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a paid spokesperson for Katy Perry, but I know she has a few more shows. Uh, it was a great time. <laughs> it was a fun time. How long is a Katy Perry concert? It was, uh, I think, exactly 99 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And wow. I, it was fun the whole time. The crowd. Now, does she have an opener? Nope. Nope. No, no opener. Wow. She just comes on, and it's like in five acts. It's about a playland. Well, if you ever watch Toy Story, it had yeah. a Toy Story feel to it. Okay. But her outfits were very good. She had great interaction with the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And the audience was fun. That was a fun audience. All right. So. I'll take your word for it. There you go. Now, the next day, the Crawford-Spence Jr. fight. Yes. Which, uh, you know, one of the most hyped fights to come in a long time. I know. Isn't I did that not, sad? It really is. <laughs> Bobby and I were talking on the way over uh, that, you know, I must admit, now this is maybe called being an older person, but, you know, before the fight, they were showing all the fighters in the crowd, and I got, oh, there's Hitman Hearns, right, oh, right, there's right. Tyson, oh, there's yeah. Amanda Holyfield, you know, and it's like, nowadays, I must admit, yeah, I don't know that much. But Q had a, a watching party. Amazingly enough, without me knowing it, Q moved in right across the street I know, from where hilarious. I lived. Yeah. I didn't know Q and his family lived there until two months after they lived there. <laughs> That's how quiet we are and how quiet our street is. Yeah. Today. So he said, hey, you want to come over and watch the fight? 
the night before, I had been uh, whooping it up at Resort Worlds at the Golden right. Tiki Lounge. So I was thinking, okay, I can make it across the street. Sure. Um, but here's the thing I want to throw to you, because I know you have something I want to talk to you about this weekend, well, too. I had something. Okay, go ahead. But this I, about I, the boxing? This is about the boxing. Okay, good, because I have something, too. So it was Crawford versus Spence Jr. Right. Hype fight. Watch the undercards. The undercards were actually good. And a lot of times I love, I remember if any of you happened out there in radio world, uh, remember Frank Harnish, Ballpark Frank? Yeah, of course. He and I went to a lot of uh, matches. He was really into boxing. Uh, we went to Ricky Hatton, blah, blah, blah. Okay, broke his neck and then came to work the next day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how tough that guy Pull, was. Pulled his own tooth out one time with a steak knife. <laughs> I guess he had a steak knife to help. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I like boxing. I like to watch it. Um, went over there, watched all the undercards. Now the night is starting to catch up with the wife and I. Uh, so the fight has started. We're watching. I will say this beforehand. Right beforehand, Ari, who was also there, who produces Unnecessary Roughness with uh, Q. You can listen starting at 2. I want to give Ari and I props. We saw both fighters. Spence Jr. looked like he was almost comatose before the fight. Really? And Crawford looked like he had the eye of the tiger. So you can so, tell before the fight even yeah. started. And if Q comes on later today and he starts saying, oh, yeah, I thought Crawford was going to take it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> because that first round, I thought actually – Spencer won the first round. Right. But as soon as we saw it, Ari and I go, I should have had, I've got a mobile app. I should have put everything I had on it. Right. I go, that guy's winning. That guy's losing. This guy looks disinterested. And how about this? If you didn't see the fight, you know how they have like people come out with him? Sure. Guess who the person that led Crawford out was? Oh, uh, I did see this. Did you see that? Eminem. Eminem! I know, which is awesome. What'd you yeah, say, Eminem? Great. That was great. You're like, holy mackerel. Well, see, that's what boxing used to be, because I grew up on boxing, yeah. and, and that's like, I love, I used to box, I mean, not obviously at that level, but I, I always loved it, and uh, I- You're I, boxing the microphone yeah, right I, now. I just hit the microphone. <laughs> wow. It's survived. Uh, like MMA, you know, I know I know Vegas, obviously, big MMA right. town, but I've always been more into boxing, just a standing up kind of Me fight. Me too. And I was going to ask you this. Now, not taking anything away from Crawford, you know, he's, he's great, very good technical fighter. I watched a lot of the fight; and it was it was good. But the way that I guess maybe if you have a bigger pool, you get better people. I already hear what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so now these days, I don't think as many people are doing like let me let me throw out some names. Let's say like De La Hoya in his prime, uh, Trinidad even back then, uh, Pernell Whitaker. Oh, uh, I love Pernell Whitaker. Yeah, you in know the Olympics, uh, Hearns. Uh, do you think either one of these guys could have beat any of those guys at their prime? Like, you know, I, that's that's a funny statement because most of the time when you talk about sports, you say, and I know Dr. J. And I'm put not out sure what the, how much these guys weigh. Was it? What are they well, about? the weight is still, you know, they still it's, have to do varies. classification, but right. it's welterweight. I okay. must admit I'm not. But I think I know where you're going. Correct me if I'm wrong. Most times you look back on eras and you're like, oh, NBA players today would dust NBA players. Oh, yeah, players yeah, yeah, right. But I think the exception might be in boxing, boxing because it still has to be the same weight class, basically. Right. And you look back on that, and maybe that's nostalgia, and maybe that's being an old person looking back. I don't know which, but if just, that's where you're going, I agree I, with you 100%. I, no, it is because it's like, I think there's, there's, they're picking from a smaller pool nowadays you know, than they than they used to be because a lot more people were in boxing, I guess, so you get more – people you right. know, just by numbers right because now there's ufc there's but another outlet i just feel like watching the fight i'm like these guys are good but there's no you know there's guys back in the day that would just toy with these guys it seems like you know uh, i i tend to agree with you and that is the, probably the only sport i can think of off the top of my head where 
I think you go back in eras because I think exactly what you said, the talent pool was bigger then yes. in some respects because now there's more avenues of sports that you can right. make money on. And also just the the number of people they older era boxers had to go up against. Right. You know, and yeah. maybe maybe, you know. But I, I mean, even when I was a kid, I went into boxing. My dad put me in boxing. I don't think these days people are putting their kids. I mean, would you put your kid in boxing these days? No. I, I mean, no. it just doesn't happen. A lot of kids don't even play, you know, don't 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 play anything besides soccer or whatever anymore. So, I mean, even going into boxing to me, it seems like there's a lot less people doing it. Right. So. Now, I agree. But here's here's the crazy thing about it. So, it went nine rounds, TKO. Right. By the. Which I the, thought was, what'd you think about that? Stop. Well, it, I. I could lie to you, but I'm going to, this is the thing. Yeah. So the previous night is catching up to the wife. Ah. So she's like, I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, you're drinking at the Golden Monkey, you're watching Katy Perry, you're getting home late, blah, 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 blah. So she's like, I need to tap out. So it's across the street, but I go, I'll walk you back. You know, that's the kind of gentleman I am. That's why sure. I've been married 20 plus years. So I miss, so I, I try, so like, it's over. <laughs> I think yeah. we left at the seventh rounder, so that it's done. Yeah, well, so then happy I come back then. right. So I was like, then because I, I before I walked back over to Q's house, I was like, oh, let me just check. Oh, TK. So, so I, <laughs> I honestly don't know. So I missed it, but I did pick the winner, and so did Ari. And in the first round, I thought that was the only round that I saw that I thought Spence won. Right, uh, and. Q was saying, see, I told you, I told you. <laughs> and Ari and I, so if later on on unnecessary roughness. Revisionist, revisionist history. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, great thing. But that's how much Vegas. Then last night, or yesterday afternoon, went to the Aces-Wings game. And the Wings really do match up well against the Las Vegas Aces. And so it was starting to be a blowout with the Aces pulling ahead. But then the Wings came back, pulled within, I think it was like five, six points. And the Aces then stretched it out and won. Uh, exciting game. They'll play again at the Michelob Alter Arena on Tuesday at 7 against the Atlanta Dream before they, meaning the Aces, head off to New York to take on the Liberty. I actually hung out with some Aces over the weekend. That's right, because you were there for, uh, uh, they the, had a mammogram Yeah, that, that was called the Mammo Van. And uh, you can come down there, and they had, like, uh, affordable screenings, and you got free tickets to, like, a uh, uh, breast awareness night health thing whatever for the aces i believe so. that's his tuesday oh yeah there yeah. we go so First yeah whoever was there yeah. you're welcome well i'll tell you what i having, mean i wasn't giving the mammograms i'm talking about the tickets i understand yeah. that okay. but having been somebody who has gone since year one that the aces were here of course moving from san antonio that place is popping now that yeah. arena is it was a sellout again last afternoon uh yesterday afternoon into the evening and i'll tell you what it's a fun time but the crazy thing is then leaving and there's a lot of traffic because there was a soccer game over at Allegiant Stadium. You know, Man oh, U was yeah. in town. And it's just like, oh my gosh, Vegas. I know, it's a sports town. Compared to, yeah, well, it's a sports town that had entertainment, but now you just layer on all this sports. Oh, so much stuff. Don't even get me started on the F1 resurfacing, though. I mean, that hey, man. I'm excited for that. Though. Oh, I hate it because I'm just. Uh, I just think it's going to look so cool, though. And I don't like that they are, now the F1 organization is coming back and asking Clark County to help pay for it. Don't don't give me that. Yeah. So that's that. But that was my kind of sports weekend, a lot of it. Two sports things. Aces game, a lot of fun. The fight. The wife uh, got tired, so I missed the technical knockout. Being a gentleman, making sure she. Oh, you got left home. before the technical knockout. Yes, that's oh. what I'm saying. She goes, I think I'm fading I out. I misunderstood what you're saying. I know. All By right. the way, Q's wife, 
makes great margaritas. I know today's the last day Ooh. of margarita. My, wow. I mean, I she she hand. I wouldn't know. I wasn't invited. So. No, no, no. I think we were only invited because uh, you happen to live across the street. To live across the street, <laughs> he was afraid that we'd complain. Call call the other people. There's a loud house over there. But before I know, we're uh, we still got a few minutes before break, right, Bobby? Okay. You and this is going to sound crazy. So, like I said, coming up next, we'll get in all the football drama. But before that, you went and saw the Barbie movie this weekend. And I'm actually interested because I have heard several people go and say, A, they enjoyed it a lot. And they said it was surprisingly emotional. Now, maybe not to you, but Uh, did you dress up in pink? No. I did actually. You know what? I think the shirt I had on did have like some pink on it, but it wasn't. I didn't coordinate. Did you go with a lady? Uh, I actually went by myself. <laughs> okay, now this is getting all right. This is turning to creepy a little bit. You really went to Bart? Did you have free tickets or something? No, no, I went with a friend. Okay, I <laughs> would have been better. You sat by yourself. <laughs> no, yeah, I went with a chick. But um, so it was. Um, did she cry? No, because I've heard I've heard people are crying, and I'm like, well, what the heck? I, as okay, don't give anything away. I'm not going to give away the plot, but no I'll say it is very. <laughs> I guess so. It is very uh, like woman empowering type of movie. So I mean, if you're a dude in your 40s, you might not get the emotional part of the movie. To me, I was just kind of like, whatever. Okay. If I had a little girl though, or I was a woman, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Um, there aren't a lot of movies like this. I mean, you know, most movies are geared towards men and stuff like that. So, uh, or unless you go see like the notebook or something, but this is like a blockbuster movie that had a lot of funny parts in it. Good acting. Ken, just from the trailers, I think the Ken part looked pretty funny. Did yeah, that- it's pretty funny. Okay. I mean, again, there's, there's funny parts to it. I wouldn't say it's, you know, it's not blazing saddles, but I mean, it's funny. And the, the, if, if, if I was a woman, definitely I get why they liked it a lot. I would give the movie myself probably a B, you know, which isn't bad. I thought it was an okay movie. It's just it didn't have the same effect it would have on me if I were maybe a woman, a little girl, somebody identified a woman, whatever. But wait a second. I just want to make sure you did go see the Barbie movie and you gave it a B? I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I yeah. thought the movie was pretty good. It was a pretty good movie. I mean, and I'm not ruining anything, but it had Will Ferrell in it. It has uh, – No, I saw him in the trailer. Michael Sarah in it. It has uh, – uh, oh, I didn't know Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't see him. The in guy the, from okay. uh, what's that movie with the well, kids? And he was in a lot of movies. But anyways, he, uh, it also had. Well, uh, he was in the Facebook movie too, wasn't he? I don't know. Anyway, go on. Anyways, go on. and also you know Margot Robbie obviously oh, yeah. is gorgeous in the movie, and so I mean there's a lot of eye candy in it too. Uh, Were there a lot good. of people dressed in pink? Yes, okay. almost everybody in there was dressed in pink. Because just so you know, at the Katy Perry concert, yeah. I think a lot of people were repurposing their things because there were a lot of people dressed in pink. In that okay, I got to make a confession. You wore pink? No, I just lied to you. I went by myself. <laughs> well, you started by saying you went by yourself. I know. Your reaction like, well, made me Well, because I can't believe it. you went to the Barbie movie by yourself. I actually yourself. did. I did. I went by myself. I was bored, and I was driving by this movie theater, and I, and I had just got done like working out, and I was trying not to eat food. So I was like, what could I do for the next few wow. hours? A lot of people have to eat food during a movie. And night. I was like, I had already seen Oppenheimer the weekend before. And uh, so I went in there by myself and watched Barbie like a total dork. Which movie was better, Oppenheimer or Barbie? Just uh, that you enjoyed more. Oppenheimer. Oh, so that was a good movie. Yeah, that was a really good movie. That's a Christopher Nolan movie. Right, he usually does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can sometimes go a little bit off. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was good. 
But no. yeah, no, I lied to you, and I'm sorry for lying. At least I had King clean. <laughs> Your reaction <laughs> made me lie. Well, because I, I, I mean, I have no problem, but I can't imagine that I would ever go see Barbie movie by myself. I know. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I almost said a bad word. So there you go. There you go. Do not say a bad word. All right. There we go. Shall we do this right now, the giveaway? Let's start it right off. All right. This is the Summer of Fun giveaway. I do know that this week the trip is to New Mexico with a hot air balloon trip in Albuquerque, then three days in Santa Fe, plus $1,700 in spending money. Uh, I'll tell you what. I liked when I went to Albuquerque. had a great time there. Great food there, by the way, speaking of food. So you can do that, or you can take the $3,000 in cash. It's your choice. Albuquerque, huh? Yeah. So caller number nine, caller number nine, 365-9200. You do have to be a Nevada resident, so let's make it Best a television show ever was filmed. Early. Uh, not aware of that t- TV show. So you would be qualified. You don't win aviator tickets, but you're qualified to win aviator tickets, and you're qualified to have a shot at the weekly grand prize. So might as well dial up. So you can take the trip or take the cash thanks to Gettle Air Conditioning and Plumbing, G-O-E-T-T-L. We'll keep you cool, but it's hard to spell. Coming up next, drama in the NFL. I mean, there's a there's a definite plan of, you know, we know what days we're out there. We know what days, you know, we have minutes restrictions basically um, by the league, you know. So today's two hours, Monday's, uh, you know, 105 minutes, et cetera, et cetera. So um, we kind of know what it is based on the calendar. And so um, there's going to be, like I said, a number of players are going through the same process. So, um, you know, we just kind of, you know, work it as it goes. And again... The, the player's health and body will tell us if we need to make any adjustments with any of those things. That was Coach McDaniels of the Raiders from Saturday's press conference later on. In fact, uh, I can tell you the exact time. One o'clock, we'll have the press conference from today, offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi. But right now, let's get into a little bit of the football drama. Of all the sports in recent history, to me, it always seems like the NBA had the most drama, like off, you know. Oh, it's just, not even close. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not even close. The NFL pretty much kept it down. Yeah. But all of a sudden, just in these last few days, I was just fascinated by some of this stuff. Have you got the, should we go to the Aaron Rodgers one first? Yeah. Of course, the whole thing is new Denver Broncos coach. Sure. Your friend. Yeah, Sean Payton. From the Saints. I know you're a huge Sean Payton fan. Huge, Actually, huge Sean Payton fan. He's a pretty good coach. No, he is a good coach. I just, why do this? I have never heard. He basically <laughs> lambasted yeah. Hackett, right? And I mean, he's still in the league. eviscerated him. It's not like Hackett's gone. He's still coaching. He's on the, he's coaching for the Jets. Well, a so, lot of, I mean, why, why would you, you gotta, uh, uh, that'd be like me eviscerating you if you still worked here. You know, I mean, it's like, why would you do, the person's still there. Well, and the crazy thing is people are speculating that he's doing it to try to take 
pressure off of Russell Wilson. Who looked awful, by the way, last year. Uh, who, but that's, I think, you know, oh, Wilson had to hire his own coach. Well, no wonder his coach was terrible. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. But not to go too far off the rails, but teams don't get rid of franchise quarterbacks unless they know they're finished. Go watch when uh, the Eagles got rid of McNabb, and then he was never the same again. Yeah, Montana. Montana, yeah. The you Niners. know, it, 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 uh, What's it called? Carroll's no dummy. He knew what he was doing when he got rid of Russell Wilson. He gave them a lemon, and I don't think he's ever going to get better. So good good luck, Sean Payton. But Since I truly dislike and hate the Denver Broncos, well, more to that. And you know, there's two things that could be help, that could help the Raiders that happened just in the last week. One, when you pay a quarterback like you paid Herbert, a lot of times it makes it hard to build right. around him. True. So that could help. You know the the Raiders in their future, and now this drama with the uh, with the Broncos. I mean, it makes them look like idiots going into the season. Now you don't want this. Who wants that when you're going into the season? Now you put so much pressure on your team that completely sucked last year, and now they have to be good. Exactly. No, I I, I don't understand. And like you said, I can't think of another occurrence. Now I'm sure there have been, but I can't think of another occurrence in my lifetime where an NFL head coach has talked about his predecessor, right? His immediate yeah, predecessor right. in just lambasic. Can you ever? Never. The- not in that way. I mean, maybe I've, I've seen him say, you know, say things like, oh, yeah. uh, we're going to be more conservative this year yeah. or we're going to try to open it up a little bit. But that's not like a direct shot at a coach or by maybe- name and calling him garbage and right. whatever. <laughs> so I mean, he's he's the worst coping job then. he's ever seen. And <laughs> Having said that, uh, why would you I kind of that? agree with Peyton. I mean, of course, we right. all do. But that's something we say, not you. You know, I mean, uh, that's... Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, that game is in October, first week of October. Yeah, Jets versus Denver. Yeah, you and I might be in the same hotel room. We'll talk about that. Oh, that's a right. Bit. But <laughs> you and I might be enjoying that game. I mean, my gosh, I, I I must admit, I mean, I know they flex things out all the time. They got to make that prime time. I don't care well, if both teams haven't won a game. That's got to be prime time viewing. I've talked about this several times. I already don't understand the hype about the Broncos anyway. And now again, they just put so much pressure on themselves. If they come out the first couple of games and they don't look good, now he looks like a complete buffoon. Well. Aaron Rodgers, because, of course, we mentioned the Jets, because Hackett now right. is in Team Green, sure. as is Aaron Rodgers. And here was Aaron Rodgers' retort. Yeah, I love Nathaniel Hackett, and those comments were very surprising. Um, for a coach to do that to another coach, my love for Hackett goes deep. You know, we had uh, some great years together in Green Bay. Kept in touch. Um, love him and his family. He's an incredible family man, incredible dad. And on the field... You know, he's arguably my favorite coach I've ever had in the NFL. Just his approach to it, how he makes it fun, how he cares about the guys, uh, just how he goes about his business with respect, with leadership, with honesty, with integrity. And it made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep – my coach's name's out of his mouth. <laughs> Audio courtesy of the NFL Network. And I will say this. I thought that was well said by Aaron Rodgers. I, I thought so too, man. It's the first time I've agreed with something he said in a while. It really is. Yeah. I mean, it was. And you know what? Here's the thing about Hackett, too. Okay. Well, like all of us were making jokes about Hackett last year. Like, wow, this is incredible how bad this team is. But what's the most important position on the team? By far. It's not even close. Quarterback. The quarterback was terrible. So, I mean, I, how much of that was Hackett? How much of it was 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 Russell Wilson? I guess we'll see 
when Sean Payton, we'll, we'll the see. magical quarterback man, comes in. You know, we'll see week one of the regular but if he season. Still looks they take bad. I mean, then you know, again, you look like a dummy. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't get it. What was the purpose of those comments? I don't get it. I, I, exactly. I, I'm stunned because I can't understand. I understand perhaps what he thought the purpose was was to take some of the heat off of Russell Wilson. But I think it almost did the exact opposite. No, you're right. If anything, it made it, there's so much more pressure yes. on the Denver Broncos Because everybody now. now is looking for a reason to blame Russell Wilson if right. something was bad. Or Sean Payton. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, exactly. They're kind of a combo, you know. How great is that? But yeah, I thought Aaron Rodgers, you know, like I said, that guy, first of all, have you seen his picture? He looks exceedingly thin. I mean, exceedingly thin. Yeah. Well, it's yes. like when a girlfriend breaks up, they get a new haircut, they get in shape, you know. He's. Uh, he, I, he, I'm not saying he's looking more in shape. Well, oh, you think <laughs> yeah, you think he looks uh, like uh, emaciated? Too much uh, ayahuasca or something? Yes, maybe? exactly. Uh, maybe Too many silent retreats. Yeah. But yeah, so there there amps up one thing, and and I, the timeline's a little. I'm off a little bit because the one happened before the other. But so you're thinking, wow, that's drama in the NFL. You know, circle this game first week of October. Boom! I I'm all in. I'm all in. Right. Must, oh, dude, I can't wait. Must see TV. I just want to watch all their games, the Broncos now, just to laugh if something happens. <laughs> well, I'll be watching week one, I guarantee yeah. you that, as they take on the Raiders in Denver. And it's a home game, too. Oh, how great would that be? Dude, if the... If the <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's Doug Douglas, Greg Salerno, filling in for JT the Brick. He'll be back tomorrow. But, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Raiders fan, so I'm going to say that. I'm not normally uh, on the radio all the time, so darn it. I'm on the radio too much. Yeah, that that is true. But just when you think it can't get any crazier for NFL drama, the Indianapolis Colts, now we talked about a head coach. And a lot of times owners owners have gone off the rails before saying certain things. Especially this one. (laughs) Jim Ursay, who was out here just a month or so ago playing guitar. Remember, he had a bunch of, I think he had... uh, Gibbons from ZZ Top. He was downtown yeah. and everything. Well, this guy's a little eccentric is a word that, I mean, used a little too much. But this guy is uh, yeah, He beyond. was getting all over uh, former commander's owner, yeah. Daniel Snyder. Well, he also got found with a briefcase full of fun right. things one time. This guy's a little. But they're having some controversy with, amazingly enough, a running back. Yes. Well, Jonathan if Taylor. you haven't been following the running back thing, running backs are complaining because the market has completely bottomed out. Uh, they just aren't making close to the money they used to make, and it's proportion to the team now. Right. Teams are using, you know, three, four, five backs, and you don't need to pay one running back a lot of money anymore because you just put another guy in there, and if your O-line can perform, the, pr- the production doesn't, doesn't meet drop. Them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't drop enough to pay a guy that much. So, Well, and that's – talk about changing uh, – 20 years ago, because I've been in fantasy football league for a long time. I mean, you're running, the running yeah. backs were cool now. I know. I remember Jeez. taking Marshall Falk first, twice yeah. uh, in, a, in a row. Two one years. year, wasn't a fan of the team he was on, but one year I took Tomlinson. He won me the league. Tomlinson yeah. won me the league. I, <laughs> oh, you're a genius. No, I just picked right. a running back and he happened to score a lot. But Jim Ursay, the Colts owner, kind of going with his whole running back uh, player things, had this to say about his legacy. If I die tonight and Jonathan Taylor's out of the league, no one's going to miss us. The league goes on. I mean, you know, we know that. The national football rolls on. It doesn't matter, you know, who who comes and who goes. 
I don't know whose comments I like more, Rogers or Ursay. In a way, though, he's also spitting the truth, right? I mean, yeah. He, yeah. I don't know if I would say it that way, but yeah, he's right. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna. I'll tell you what. We're gonna go to break here in a second because we're gonna play that clip again. All That's right. how great that clip right. is. But when we come back, we'll head out to Raiders HQ. Ooh. Talk to the man himself. Let's do it. Eddie Pascal, one of my favorite people in the whole county. I'm not going the world, but I'll go the county. So Eddie Pascal from the Raiders coming up next on the JT The Brick Show right here on Raider Nation Radio, the flagship. It's a big county. He's a, a guy heading into a second camp. Um, I'd say he's more comfortable, more familiar um, with what we're doing. I think uh, Z's, you know, uh, a really physical guy who's, you know, his his strength and some of the things that he's excited to do uh, probably won't take place until we have shoulder pads on and, um, you know, we're able to do some of those types of things. Um, that's what he excelled at in college, and, um, you know, that's what we saw from him last year too. So, um, you know, he just, like I said, he's a year further ahead. Um, he knows what to expect, understands what's being asked of him now, uh, and now it's, you know, excited for him and, and those other guys that are going to their second year to have an opportunity to go out there and play here uh, in the month of August. That was from Saturday. Coach McDaniels on Zamir White. And training camp now. Woo! Can't seems believe like, it. Seems like it's been going on forever, but it's only been a week. But I something tells me with our next guest, it seems like a little bit longer because he is in it. And, of course, you can hear him right here on Raider Nation Radio and, of course, doing a lot of things. But upon further review, one of my favorite things to listen to, Eddie Pascal. Eddie, thanks for joining us. Oh, I appreciate. It. Hey, you don't have to lie either, Doug. Man, come on. I know that. I know that you listen to a lot of things. You don't have to say that upon further review is your favorite. But uh, I appreciate it. I can even quote some stuff if you need. Uh, oh, maybe, look at you. Maybe Just not in the program. Yeah, maybe not after the weekend that I had uh, from Katy Perry to a fight to uh, the Aces game. So three days, I'm pretty much cooked. But uh, Eddie, uh, I've got Greg Salerno here. I am Doug Douglas filling in for JT the Brick. JT will be back tomorrow. But we wanted to bring you in because a now it is. I think officially we can call it the second week of training camp. And I know pads and everything, it, it starts to amp up a little bit more. What has the field been like around Raiders HQ there today? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, excitement is kind of the, the first word that comes to mind. This is an exciting time of the year. You and I have talked about this a bunch where, you know, optimism is, is high for all 32 teams around the NFL, right? You know, you haven't had to deal with, uh, thankfully, I should say in the Raiders' case, any of these kind of, uh, you know, really season-ending type injuries and, and, you know, things that not, aren't necessarily breaking your way. And, you know, as we sit here on the, the final day of July, uh, energy's good. And we heard from a bunch of players today uh, essentially saying, look, you know, this first week or, you know, what is it, six days, whatever it is at this point, is is really important because it's this ramp-up process, and we've seen, you know, for the first couple of days of practice, you know, the, the first practice is, call it 90 minutes, and they go a little longer the next day, and a little longer the next day. And now, you know, like Jakob Johnson said earlier today, uh, after practice, he goes, now, now it's time for real football, right? Because the pads go on tomorrow. Uh, I think if you're a fan of this team, if you're a fan of any team around the NFL, that day that you that your guys put on the pads for the first time is, is a day that you have circled on the calendar, uh, and I can guarantee that the guys in that locker room downstairs uh, certainly have tomorrow's circuit on their calendar for sure. 
Eddie, uh, speaking of optimism, I know a lot of people around town have the totals kind of low uh, on the Raiders' wins. Uh, even a lot of people talking on the radio uh, aren't very optimistic. I, on the other hand, seem to think that they have, I mean, on offense, they look pretty loaded. Uh, if Jimmy's healthy, he's he's a, he's a winner. I mean, he's always won wherever he's been. Uh, where do you think that they're getting the pessimism from? I mean, what is it the defense? Is it maybe the O-line? Why, why do you think that people aren't ready to buy in on the Raiders? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, to your point, right, you look at this offense, and especially with the talent that they have on that side of the ball, Jimmy, uh, to your point, a guy who's won every step of his NFL career, you know, Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the NFL, Hunter Renfro, uh, you know, an offensive line that, that really ended the season pretty strong last year, and they're bringing that front five back, uh, and I think there's expectation attached to that group in 2023, which is a good thing. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I think that, you, you know, you look at, at a group when there's so much change, and certainly uh, a new signal caller under center, a lot of new pieces on the defense, but uh, I think it's, it's at this point, like I said, optimism is sky high around the NFL, and it's certainly the case for the Raiders. So, uh, you know, optimism in July and early August is great. doesn't win you, you know, football games come the fall, but, uh, you know, like I said, if, you, if you're a member of the Raider Nation, you have to feel good, you have to feel confident as we kind of begin this, the very, very, very early stretches of this, uh, of this marathon race. Speaking with Eddie Pascal here on the JT The Brick Show, Eddie, the heat, of course, has been a issue nationwide, to be honest with you. One of the hottest summers so far. And in Vegas, we broke the record for most days over 110 in a row. How are the players, and I know some of the secrets, maybe you can let people in from talking with you and Q and other people, but some of the ways that they're making sure that the players aren't negatively affected by the heat. Because while they start earlier, you know, than sometimes different places, that still, let's be honest, it's not cold out there. Yeah, and you know, to to your point, you know, head coach Josh McDaniels on on day one, you know, was asked about the heat for for obvious reasons, right? And and he said that you know his the medical staff here in the building, you know, has a very exact, precise kind of method that they uh, excuse me that they go through to figure out, hey, is, is today maybe a little too hot? Do we need to make some adjustments to either the calendar or the schedule or or what we're really going to do uh, for that that day of work? So you know, Coach McDaniels has a has a a really thorough plan of of how to kind of deal with this. And and look, it's a challenge, right? It is a uh, it's the reality of living here in the desert, but let's also not forget that, you know, today is a perfect example. Uh, the Rays were indoors in their beautiful indoor space. So when it does get a little toasty outside, uh, if the, the medical people and, and the folks who are much smarter than I say, hey, it's better for us to be inside, the Raiders have a top-of-the-line indoor facility where they can go in and get all their work done that they have to. Now, talking about the division a little bit here, I know um, it's very popular to say it's a loaded division, but looking at it, I mean, besides the Chiefs, obviously, who are the Chiefs? Uh, the Broncos last year were not very good, and Sean Payton has just caused a whole bunch of drama putting pressure on his team <laughs> before the season even starts now. Um, and the Chargers just spent a whole lot of money on their quarterback and haven't really, I mean, taken the next step yet. A lot of people like to pick them, but they really haven't. I mean, what do you think about the division and how the Raiders fit in in the division? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a really competitive, excuse me, competitive division when you look at it from from top to bottom. And, and you brought up some great points, right? Where you know the Broncos certainly coming off of a year that they would have liked to have gone very, very differently with Russell Wilson. Uh, the Chargers just paid Justin Herbert, and he's not going anywhere. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, excuse me, and the Chiefs until uh, until someone knocks them off. So, I mean, you really look at at, at the division top to bottom. A, a bunch of really good football teams, people that have won, quarterbacks that have won, uh, and now the Raiders kind of find themselves 
yourself in that mix. And we were talking earlier about just some of the talent on, on the offensive side of the ball in particular. Like, if, if you want to win games in this AFC West, you're going to have to figure out a way to put points on the board, right? And as much as I love Daniel Carlson and seeing our field goals, uh, the Raiders are going to have to figure out a way to put touchdowns on the board in 2023, not as many field goals. So, uh, you know, I think the beauty of, of this division, and, you know, it's such a sports cliche, but it really does ring true when, when these teams get together. You know, it doesn't matter if it's week one, week 17, whatever it is, what the records are of the team. You really look at the past four, five, six years. I mean, this division, uh, these teams play each other tough. So, uh, you know, really, I think it's it, similar to last year's going to kind of feel like a war of attrition of, of who comes out of the AFC West. But, um, you know, until, like I said, until someone can knock them off, you got to tip your hat and, and give all the respect to, to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But hopefully things go a little bit different for the silver and black in that regard this year. Speaking with Eddie Pascal over at Raiders HQ. Eddie, can you give me a defensive player and an offensive player? Not, you know, not a superstar, but somebody who you've kind of looked at and said, wow, you know, they are doing way above. And I know it's early. Pads don't go down until tomorrow. But still, you're like, this person on defense has so impressed me already. And this person on offense, maybe somebody the fans might want to keep an eye on. Yeah, totally. I think starting on the defensive side of the football, I mean, you look at Divine Diablo, who didn't practice today, but really through this kind of first portion of camp has been a guy that has been very, you know, that, you know, put the the uh, dollar in the jar for sports cliche, right? Been very active around the football. Uh, has kind of, you know, when you look back at your notes from the day, it's a guy that we've had his number written down a bunch. I think he's had a really, really nice start to camp. Um, hopefully whatever was ailing him today isn't, isn't anything serious. But yeah, a guy that I think has really, really kind of come into his own, and I'm, I'm excited to see him progress through camp uh, and ultimately through the preseason too, because I think he's a guy that um, the fan base is very excited about, a guy that has really all the potential in the world. And, and you know, at this point, it's like, hey, let's see what you can do. Let's see what you're role is going to be on this team in 2023. But then on offense, and this might be kind of a cop-out answer here, but I really think I've in the early goings, I've been impressed just by the front five, the starting uh, five linemen for the for the Raiders. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit ago about how they're bringing those five guys back, the guys that finished 2022, and really, I think, finished on a, on a high note um, as a collective. And really, like you said, you know, it's too early. Pads don't come on till tomorrow, and that's where we're really going to kind of get a, a more accurate sample size of what the big fellows up front are about in 2023. But uh, I think that when you look at the that group, uh, like I said, early goings, all the disclaimers in the world, but I've been pretty impressed and, and really um, really high on what they've been been able to do here in the first couple of days of, of, uh, of practice. I totally agree with you. I think the uh, the offense has the potential to be very special if you look at the skill position players and, and if the whole line is playing, like you say, uh, along with the running back position, et cetera. Um, but on defensive side of the ball, obviously, was where they maybe lacked a little bit last year. Um, have you seen any signs or have any reason to believe they'll be better this year? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, just the fact that it's year two in the system for so many of these guys, certainly there's new pieces, right, like a Marcus Peters. Uh, but, you know, speaking of Marcus Peters, a guy that has really made his money in the NFL by finding ways to take away the football from the opposition, which is something that the Raiders sorely needed a year ago and will continue to need in 2023. But I think just that comfortability in what Patrick Graham is going to ask every layer of that defense, uh, I think that if you're a fan of this team, you have to be optimistic about. We've heard from so many guys throughout this first week at camp on both sides of the football really but you know and the defensive side in particular saying hey like we know what we have to do right there's that kind of base knowledge of the expectation that coach Graham is going to have for each of these positions of each individual and what they have to do so yeah you kind of go through that 2022 season and there were moments 
that it was good. There were obviously moments where it was not so good, but I really think that when we look at the totality of 2023, really where we need this defense to take a step forward is kind of twofold, right? We talked about uh, forcing those turnovers, being a net positive uh, for your team, putting Jimmy in the offense in good position to succeed, uh, but also being more consistent, right? Because there were times in 2022 where you go, hey, this was a really good quarter for Max Crosby in the defensive line. Hey, this was a really good series. This was a really good half. But what we didn't see was that, hey, they've had two, three, four really good games in a row. So I think that's really where we're going to look to see the, you know, look to see that growth from this group in 2023. Eddie Pascal from Raiders HQ. First of all, thank you so much for joining us today, Eddie. It's uh, great to talk with you. Usually Eddie and I talk on the phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, we just, wow. oh, he calls that. me. He calls me old for school. Yeah, yeah. Old school. He calls me for advice all the time. Just life advice. I, I like hey, to think oh, I'm your know. life coach. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would say you're definitely in on the Mount Rushmore of of that role. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's nice to it is nice to talk to you. Uh, sir, oh, I will admit, I am on the phone as uh, as I typically am from my office. But it is nice to to mix it up and, and talk a little more football. Usually, when you and I get on the horn, we're we're going through logistics and and things that aren't as exciting as talking about Marcus Peters' force interception. So I'll take this any day of the week. I agree, and that's I want to leave on this question to you. As because I mean I I'm a fan I'm a Raider fan I have been for years and years and years but you know during the off season you're always waiting oh my gosh I can really oh my gosh camp is here now I must admit it's only a week at camp and I'm like you know when does August 13th get here let's get that preseason game going I can only imagine what it's like inside of Raiders HQ not only with the players but you know with with the lots of people that work there I would think you're chomping at the bit to get on there already for, you know, the first preseason game and then, you know, circling the first game of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, we're ready to go, right? Like, and obviously in a, a much uh, much less dramatic way, it's training camp for us, too, right? You know, we come in, we're here in the building, we're covering this team, you know, 24-7. But, you know, you get in you, you get in, and you kind of look at, at the training camp calendar, and you're like, okay, we have these three days and then a break and then this four days, and oh, okay, like it's time to, uh, time to do a game. So, yeah, we're really fired up to get back to Allegiant Stadium. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, you know, there's so many things behind the scenes that go into, uh, into an obviously a regular season game, but a preseason as well, uh, preseason game as well. So yeah, we we need a few more days to kind of kind of you know clean up the mechanism a little bit and make sure we're operating at 100. Uh, percent But I promise you this: come come August 13th, we're going to be ready to go, ready to roll. And uh, yeah, and and Raider Nation can look forward to some pretty exciting stuff coming coming over our, our channels. And uh, we can't wait, man. It's a long off season, and and it's finally nice to be able to do this thing for real. Awesome. Thank you very much, Eddie. And I'm sure I'll be talking with you again soon. I'm sure we will. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Eddie. Eddie Pascal, live from Raiders HQ. I want to remind you that Modelo is an official cerveza of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. Modelo, rooted in the heart of Raider Nation. Drink responsibly, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. When we come back earlier today, how about this? We're talking about the Raiders offense. We're going to hear the entire press conference. It's about 11 minutes long of offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi. All coming up, plus... We still are going to get into a little bit of baseball because the trade deadline, you know when that is, Greg? Today. Now it's tomorrow. Same thing. Come on. Now it's today someplace. All right. Coming up next. And I was don't talking worry, about Iraq. JT the Brick. There you go. JT the Brick back tomorrow, but we still got another hour leading right up to Unnecessary Roughness at 2, where Q will try to tell you that he picked the right fighter. He did not. 